Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into Sox on Tap. I'm Johnny Nani, joined tonight by NWI Steve. Uh, we are here to break down, unfortunately, a White Sox loss. Uh, White Sox fall 9-6 to the Royals uh, in the second game of a three-game weekend set. Uh, before we get into the breakdown here, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at Sox on Tap, and at ontapsportsnet. So, Steve, how are you doing today? Hey, Johnny. Doing all right. You know, we'd be doing a little bit better had the Sox been able to uh, complete that comeback or not fall six runs behind to Kansas City today. But, you know, they're playing well overall. It's a nice day outside. Can't win them all. Yeah, I think before, before we came on uh, and started recording, I said to you, um, feels like you're going to win every game uh, after a walk-off win like last night uh, and the little stretch they had and a no-hitter earlier in the week. You feel kind of invisible. Um, it's kind of a reality check. Uh, brings you back down to the earth. Uh, it sucks. Uh, you fall to a uh, you know a far inferior team uh, like the Kansas City Royals, but um, unfortunately, that's what happened today, and they still have a chance to take the series tomorrow. So, um, you know, uh, this one, we'll, we'll break it down here, but you just got to, you know, move on from it uh, after this, realize what you did wrong and make the necessary improvements. So um, in this one, uh, White Sox uh, fall behind early uh, one run uh, home run in the uh, second inning by Kansas City. Uh, White Sox respond with a run in their own in the third. Um, and then Edwin, a little two run shot in the fourth. Uh, that was nice to give them a little uh, three to one lead. Uh, Kansas City got one back in the sixth, and then uh, wheels fell off in the seventh inning, Steve. And I think that's uh, where most of this discussion will center around. Uh, Zach Birdie got roughed up uh, out in that seventh inning. Four hits, five runs allowed there. Um, yikes. Uh, that was just tough to watch, man. Yeah, Birdie had a real rough day out there today. Um, you know, obviously, I think that's going to get a lot of the headlines here. But, you know, I think two of, of the bigger issues that maybe won't be scrutinized as heavily, especially if people are just going to look at the box scores. Um, the fact that Dylan Cease, again, wasn't even able to get through five innings today, had mm-hmm. six walks, which, you know, that's just simply not going to get it done. And look, one of the biggest issues with this team um, this season has been the fact that outside of Lucas Giolito and Dallas Keuchel, they've had issues with starting pitchers getting them six, you know, at least six innings. Mm-hmm. And when you're consistently requiring your bullpen to go out there and and cover 12 outs or more, eventually it's going to catch up to you. And it happened today. And one of the other issues um, that happened is, you know, the Sox had several opportunities here to kind of put their foot on, on Brady Singer's throat. And they weren't able to take advantage of that. You know, they, they let him off the hook in a couple of circumstances where they could have really busted the game open. And that allowed Kansas City to stay close and ultimately uh, pull this one out. Yeah, you know, you talk about that missed opportunities, two, two for 12 uh, runners in scoring position today. That is not going to get the job done. Uh, and like you said, just not being very opportunistic uh, when they had the chance against Brady Singer. As for Dylan Cease, uh, four and a third, one hit, one run. It was earned, but six walks, like you'd mentioned, uh, five strikeouts, one home run allowed. Very, I think it was uh, Stone or Benetti that said on the broadcast, very odd pitching line, though, um, and uh, uh command and just not there completely for cease today. Yeah. And, and that's unfortunately been kind of one of the issues that we have seen with Dylan Cease here throughout the course of the season is that the fastball command just simply is not there with a level of consistency. And I know that that's something that, um, you know, stone had even talked about, um, the fact that a lot of times when he's throwing his fastball, 
he doesn't generate a true backspin on it. Mm-hmm. He gets more of a cutting spin on it. So that really hampers his, uh, excuse me, his command of that pitch. And I found it rather interesting, the fact that he and Benetti were discussing that at length, considering that, you know, Stone got a little red-assed with me earlier in the week on Twitter when I suggested that maybe Cease should be working backwards a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, very, very condescending. Uh, Steve Stone, when he replied to you uh, in the tweet, uh, we saw that. Um, maybe we'll share it from Sox on Tap again. But yeah, it's like, you know, just offering a, a kind of potential improvement uh, strategy and Stone just shuts it down. How much better do you need the guy to be? Well, better than fucking six walks. Um, that, that's what I would say. Um, uh, so I, I side with you there, NWI Steve. Um, uh, let's move on a little bit. Obviously, that seventh was was a tough one. Now, White Sox gave up two more in the eighth. Uh, Ross Detweiler getting touched up really for the first time uh, this year. Um, interesting to see. Kind of crazy that it took this long to. Uh, they gave up two more in the eighth, though, and, and then kind of a uh, semi rally uh, in the bottom of the ninth, a, a three spot thanks to. Um, yeah, I believe you had RBI double from uh, Tim Anderson there, uh, and then Yohan Moncada reaching on an error. Uh, Ian Kennedy made, and Nick Madrigal scored. Tim Anderson scored on that play, um, but that was it. Uh, the White Sox were not able to complete the full comeback, fall 9-6 to six in this one. Um, I guess when we're looking at the offense here, uh, Tim Anderson on fire today, though, uh, four for five. Uh, he scored one run, uh, had an RBI in this one. Um, guy just continues to hit, man, 361 average. It's, uh, that's if we're looking for, I know we don't, we don't like to take silver linings here, but if you're looking for a bright spot, man, uh, the straw that stirs the drink uh, was doing its job today. Yeah, yeah, Timmy, Timmy had a real nice day at the plate here. Uh, bouncing back, you know, he's had a couple of, um, games here, you know, in the last two or three days or so, um, kind of being held in check a little bit, which look, that's going to happen. You're always going to have a little bit of a pullback when, when you come out, you know, kind of guns blazing the way that he has, uh, since coming off of the injured list here. So that was to be expected. So certainly good to see him get back there with a, with a nice four hit performance today, setting the tone at the top of the order. Um, and then Johnny just kind of circling back to something you talked, touched on there with, uh, Ross Detweiler finally giving up runs. First, I, I was glad to see that Ross Detweiler was located today. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of when the last time was that the guy even pitched. And yeah, true. I, I would really love for somebody that has access to this team on a daily basis that follows them, um, that is in a position to ask the question, to find out and get some clarification as to why the usage of Detweiler has been what it's been. You know, I mean, this guy, he's had tremendous results so far this year, and it's its seemingly like he's only pitching once a week, and I'm just very perplexed as to why this is happening right now. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, we're big fans here over at Sox and Tap, uh, Ross the Boss. We got the memes, uh, we got the tweets that come out uh, seemingly every time he enters the game, and I, I'm with you, though. It, it would be interesting to just hear, like, the strategy behind that, because it does feel like it's like, can you remember before this off the top of your head, good, and then no looking back, no going to box scores. You can't remember exactly the last time he threw in a game i really can't can you um god was it a game in detroit maybe it feels like it i honestly that's why you know just i guess that just makes the point a lot more clear here because we get like honestly remember it even though he's been super effective this is uh, being the first uh, couple of runs that he's really given up all year um but even then um you know Obviously, uh, if they don't give up those, uh, White Sox are probably um, a little closer in this one. I think it's still a one-run game there, but, um, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, that's the way that this thing unfolded today. Um, 
the end of the day, we, we can't be too uh, upset. The Twins did drop uh, their first game uh, against the Tigers today. I'm not sure what the results end up looking like in the second game or if that's still going on or not. Uh, we kind of jumped on here. So I was scoreboard watching. You got an update? Yeah, they got they got swept, and you really oh, hate to see that. See, so yeah, you just hate to see that. So uh, yeah, even even on a down day for the White Sox here in our results, uh, at least uh, Detroit sucks just a little bit less. I think we said that in our group chat, yep. Steve, <laughs> just for that today. Exactly. So the you know the good the good news is the Sox actually gain a half a game on the Twins and are sitting in sole possession of second place right now, uh, one game behind Cleveland, who did end up beating the Cardinals in extra innings because of just some sheer stupidity by Yadier Molina in, in the bottom of the 11th inning for the Cardinals, you know, getting doubled off to end the game. Um, and just one of the stupidest base running plays I've ever seen in my life. Um, the Cardinals in, in the city of St. Louis as a whole, I mean, they're just, they're a step below Detroit as far as their usefulness. Um, but <laughs> man, they're really trying hard to push the envelope here. Yeah, um, you, you know, it's it's interesting they were talking about this, though, Steve. Um, obviously, we wish we could have got uh, that win from St. Louis there to, to help us out on the Cleveland side of things. But thankfully, Detroit took care of things. Uh, but it is nice. I will say it's nice to run a position where we're just watching this and it has impactful uh, meaning on the White Sox here. Um, feels like it's been a while since we've been doing this, uh, been able to do this over halfway through the season, and have it actually mean something. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, and that's actually something that, um, and, and I hate to hate to say this because I got a lot of issues with with this guy's reporting, but Chuck Garfine actually said this in the post game today that you know it feels nice to actually be scoreboard watching in mm-hmm. late August. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it's kind of a foreign concept for us as of late. Uh, been been long time uh, since we've been able to do that, so. Um, I said, uh, it does it for today's game. Uh, this nine to six loss, uh, still got a chance. Like I mentioned earlier, take the series tomorrow. Uh, it's three game set. So, uh, we're going to have, uh, Dane Dunning, uh, will be making his, uh, second start, uh, for the white Sox here. Um, so that's kind of what we expected when we were coming into the series, Steve, when you and I kind of previewed, um, it, w- what it was looking like the rundown for this weekend. Sure enough, uh, they have not announced officially the corresponding move, but, uh, you have some thoughts on, uh, what that might be. Yeah, it, it would seem to me that, um, you know, that Zach Birdie probably is going to get optioned back down to Schaumburg here in, in the corresponding move for Dunning um, just seems like that makes the most sense logistically here. If you're going to have uh, Dunning come in here to fill this number five spot um, again, I haven't seen that officially reported anywhere, but I've heard a couple of birdies, you know, kind of no, no pun intended there. Um, <laughs> think that, uh, that that could be the move. Yeah, uh, definitely, especially after you see something like uh, today. Uh, Probably needs a little more work uh, before he can be in high leverage spots, and especially if you have a bunch of other guys in the pen uh, that are seemingly rolling right now um, and hopefully get Aaron Bummer back at some point here. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. We will uh, tweet any update as soon as that becomes official from the Sox on Tap account here. Um, It's a 110 game uh, on Sunday uh, for the series finale. Uh, Chris Bubich will be going uh, for the Kansas City Royals. He's 0-4, uh, 5.96 ERA, 19 strikeouts um, uh, on the year. So uh, thoughts, predictions, uh, and give me a pick to click here for tomorrow before we close this thing down. Yeah, look, you know, got a left-handed starter on the mound here. Um, 
you know, we, we've seen the Sox have not to this point in the season lost a game that has been started uh, by an opposing left-handed pitcher. So I look for that trend to continue. Sox saw Bubich once already this season in Kansas City and, and were victorious in that game, obviously. Um, so I think seeing him a second time here and actually having the full complement of this team's lineup available to them um, is is certainly going to be helpful. Although that actually that may not be true now that I think about it, considering the fact that uh, Mankata was once again lifted from the game late here with uh, the lower body injury um, yeah. there. So, you know, wouldn't be at all surprised to see Danny Mendick at third base tomorrow with Madrigal at second. Um, but I, I think they're gonna they're gonna pull this one out tomorrow. I predicted a four and one homestand when when this week started here. They get a win tomorrow, and that will be the outcome here. So I'm sticking with that. As far as a pick to click goes for tomorrow, I'm going to go with um Aloy Jimenez. All right. Eloy, I want to see some Eloy bombs. I like that pick. Uh you had mentioned uh name Nick Madrigal there. Yes, first start back here. Uh, since uh, returning from the injured list uh, due to the dislocated shoulder. He was two for four uh, in today's game. So, um, you know, uh, just encouraging to see that. Um, feel like he kind of didn't even skip beat, even though he was only in for five games uh, previously before that. But uh, nice to see him back in White Sox being closer to full strength, obviously, uh, minus the Mancata issues that seem to just be lingering at this point. So um, as for me, uh, I went with Tim Anderson today. That was a pretty good pick. So uh, hopefully I can get someone going tomorrow. Uh, we got a ready, uh, excuse me, lefty uh, on the mound. I, I got to go with another right-handed bat and what safer pick than uh, Jose Abreu. Uh, it seems like that's just a, a surefire thing uh, pretty much every day this season. So uh, I'll go with Abreu, and uh, we'll, we'll be looking to see some uh, balls uh, fly out uh, to left field tomorrow uh, between Eloy and Abreu, Steve. I hope that comes to fruition. So um, before we close this thing down, uh, you got a shout-out uh, for today's show? Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of circling the wagons again to uh, a lot of the uh, good old Iowa White Sox crew uh, to, to good old Sean Roberts out there in uh, in the Hawkeye State. You know, he, he's a big supporter of the show here, always loves interacting with us and uh, just seems like an overall good dude. Yeah, uh, Sean Roberts, uh, a friend of the show, uh, always a great guy, uh, always fun to talk White Sox baseball with on Twitter. Um, unfortunately, I do not have a shout-out today. Uh, I was a little bit off the grid um, on social media, but um, I will come back in if next show. Uh, I'll be sure to double up and give two shout-outs. So don't have one today. Uh, that's it uh, for this show. Once again, White Sox fall today 9-6, uh, to six, and tomorrow's finale will be at 1.10 p.m. at Guaranteed Rate Field. So um, thank you for tuning in for to Socks on Tap. Make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap and at Ontap Sportsnet. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. So, Steve, let's close this thing down. White Sox forever. White Sox for life. Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards 
or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at midwestvintagecards.com to get your quote today.